Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with. And yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work, and you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me, and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan, and today's episode is all about ghosting. It's that time of year. What better time than Halloween to talk about ghosting? If you've ever been on the receiving end of getting ghosted, you know just how painful it can be. It has you questioning all kinds of things. You might play over and over in your head the things that happened on the date, and you'll be asking yourself, what did I do wrong? Is there something wrong with me? What what could have I done differently? Um, Was there spinach in my teeth? I mean, you'll ask yourself all these questions and it can just be so frustrating. And then of course you go to, oh my gosh, did something happen to them? Are they okay? It's this thing that when you experience it, you are left feeling hurt, 
frustrated, angry, sad, confused, all the emotions all at once. So I want to talk about why does ghosting happen from different angles. And we're going to look at it, of course, from an attachment theory lens. Um, and I want to just give anyone compassion listening who has been ghosted, or if you have been the one to do the ghosting, can we just normalize that? We're not perfect. All of us, especially those of you listening to this podcast, you're on your healing journey. You're learning how to communicate. If you have been the one to do the ghosting, can you please give yourself some compassion, some self-forgiveness? And maybe this episode will even highlight to you probably why that was what you chose at that time, right? So I just want to have compassion for everyone while simultaneously acknowledging it is a painful experience. And ideally, there's other ways that we can navigate relationships that don't involve ghosting. Okay. So what are the five reasons why someone would ghost? Let's look at it from an anxious attachment style lens. Usually we talk about avoidant attachment and ghosting, but let's look at it from an anxious attachment style place. Think about anxious attachment. There's this huge fear of abandonment. At times there can be debilitating relationship anxiety People with anxious attachment will come to me and they'll talk about how they feel like they can't even focus on their work. They're not able to hang out with their friends. They're not able to do the things that they want to do. The relationship is impacting their quality of life. So it can bring up a lot. And I think ghosting from an anxious attachment place is well, can be about feeling emotionally drained and simply overwhelmed. So if you've been in this place where you're like, oh, this is just so challenging. I don't know how to interact with this person. I don't even know what I want. And I find myself, I'm just thinking about them all the time and hoping they text me. And I'm just so exhausted by dating and by being in the early stages of dating. Then guess what? You might end up ghosting someone simply because that emotional capacity is not there and you're horribly, horribly overwhelmed. Okay. So this is what I think about from the anxious attachment place. What about ghosting from the avoidantly attached place? And of course, this is kind of what avoidantly attached folks, people get a bad reputation for. Um, but we're going to talk about like why it's happening and hopefully it'll give us some compassion and understanding for why it happens in relationships. So with avoidant attachment, those of you who've listened to me for a while, you know, you're, you're many attachment theory experts. Okay. You know, with avoidant attachment, there's this fear of intimacy and even more specifically, it's intimacy that deepens over time where you invest more and more emotionally and become more and more vulnerable over time. With avoidant attachment, there could be comfort for more short-term casual relationships, but anything that's getting really serious, getting really deep, there's this level of discomfort. So ghosting from an avoidantly attached place is about discomfort of the connection, getting closer. This could be discomfort with 
your own vulnerability. And a lot of people, this is unconscious. You'll come up with other reasons, maybe why you ghosted someone. Maybe you got really busy is what your brain says. But in reality, reality, unconsciously, there can be this fear of you being vulnerable or you emotionally investing into the connection. And more and more women experience this. This used to be like we'd say, oh, all men are avoidantly attached. It's actually becoming more and more common for women to experience avoidant attachment. Um, but this is where you can't connect to your own emotions very well. And then there's this fear of connecting to someone else and fear of losing yourself in the relationship, fear of losing your independence, of actually having to depend on someone, fear of caretaking for someone else, of having to show up for them. And I think with avoidant attachment, we have to realize once again, that a lot of this can be unconscious. It's not necessarily intentional. It can simply be the ways of being that were learned in the relationship. Another reason why somebody with avoidant attachment is going to ghost is they might be struggling with setting boundaries. There can be a big fear that if I tell you how I feel, if I express that I need time to myself, if I say no to you, that I might become really overwhelmed by your emotional expression because a lot of times avoidant attachment can come from early relationship experiences where the other person's emotions really dominated and negatively impacted that person. So think the overcritically mother or the helicopter parent or the person who was really emotionally unstable. So then you had to cut off your emotional experience in order to cope. A lot of times for avoidantly attached people, they'll struggle with any type of boundary setting or any kind of communication where they think there could be a big emotional response. They're going to really back away from that. So think about this. You're in early stages of dating. You have avoidant attachment and you realize you've gone on a couple dates with someone and you just don't really vibe. It's not the type of relationship you want. Maybe they're a great person and you know it's not the relationship for you. Well, guess what? The thought of you having to tell that person and say, hey, you know, you're great. However, I don't see this working out between us. Just the thought alone could bring up so much discomfort and so much anxiety for the avoidantly attached person that they just go, uh-uh, right? I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not dealing with it. So once again, we're talking about why this happens, not as a way to excuse it. I'm not saying that ghosting is okay. However, it's helpful if we can understand it and know kind of why it happens. Okay. So we talked about anxious attachment. We talked about avoidant attachment. The other thing I want to share with you as to why ghosting can happen is simply lack of communication. So maybe someone doesn't have the communication skills or they've never learned how to communicate directly. And guess what? Spoiler alert. This is a lot of adults. I think some of us think like, oh, once you become an adult, at some point you just learn how to communicate. That's not the case. <laughs> As we know, there was no assertive communication 101 in college, although that should have been required, right? 
So it could just be lack of communication skills. And I want to help you since you're listening to this episode, clearly you care about showing up well and intentionally in your relationships. What is a simple script that we can give some someone, right? So that they know this is how I can communicate instead of ghosting. So let's talk about it. What's a simple script for you? Here it is. You simply would want to take ownership of your experience and then you would want to set a boundary. So you would say something like, hey, I had a good time with you on the day. You seem like a really genuine, caring person. When I reflected on whether or not we're compatible or if we should see each other again, I think we'd be better off seeing other people. I'm not interested on going on another date with you. Notice how that's direct. It's open and honest. It's saying, hey, I think this is mutually beneficial if we put our energy towards other people. We, we make this thing, this, this big, scary thing to reject someone when in reality, remember, when we are communicating directly, when we are using I statements and we're setting a boundary, we're helping ourselves and we're helping the other person too, right? They deserve to know that they should go put their energy elsewhere. Okay. So that was point number three, which now you can no longer use as an excuse is that people may not have the communication skills. And then for reason number four, why people will ghost, this one's huge. It can be your beliefs about conflict, which can create conflict avoidance. A lot of you have unconscious, unresolved beliefs about conflict that continue to sabotage you in your dating life and relationships where you probably have associated conflict with pain, abandonment, um, it could even be fear. There could be fear of safety, whether it's emotional or physical. If we have really negative beliefs about conflict, then we're going to be more likely to ghost. And, you know, I know I've been using ghosting in the context of you don't want to see someone anymore, but let's be honest, ghosting can happen at any stage of a relationship. And this is, if it's happening three months in, six months in, God forbid, a year, two years, three years in to a relationship and someone is ghosting, I can tell you probably nine times out of 10, it's because of this reason. It's conflict avoidance and their beliefs about conflict and what it means. So this is such an important skill to say conflict is necessary and normal. It will always happen in a relationship. I get to believe that I can navigate conflict in a safe way, emotionally safe, physically safe way, and that by going through conflict with a partner, we come out on the other side and we have a stronger relationship, right? When we can really start to internalize those beliefs and change our approach to conflict, and this is something I obviously help all my clients with when they go through the Empowered Secure Love Program where they learn about dialogue and how to have difficult conversations with a partner.
But when we can change our beliefs about conflict and we learn how to self-soothe and we can show up with secure attachment, then we have no reason to ghost. We have no, no reason to not engage. We learn, oh, conflict isn't going to just go away if I go date someone else. Conflict is a part of every single relationship that I'm in. I simply want to make sure that I'm with a partner where we can navigate conflict well, where we can repair, we can be open and honest with each other, we respect each other, and we can get through conflict in a healthy way. Okay. So now on to the final reason why maybe ghosting is happening more in our modern world. This last reason is interesting. I was sort of hesitant whether or not to mention it because I don't actually think it's the root. I think if this reason is coming up for someone, then they probably are dealing with some avoidant attachment tendencies um, or anxious, honestly. So I think this reason for the record at the core of it, it's either anxious or avoidant or disorganized. Some kind of insecure attachment style is at the core of this reason. Okay. Reason number five that people ghost is all of the current options on the dating scene. So you could be getting to know someone in a relationship and then there's this part in your brain that says, what about my other options? And we have Bumble, and Tinder. Does anyone use Tinder anymore, by the way? I don't know. Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, Match, The League, eHarmony, on and on and on, right? We have all these platforms and ways we can meet people. And there could be this little part of your brain that says, but what what if I'm missing out on someone else? And like I said, I really think that's more about an attachment style piece than it is about the current dating landscape. However, our current dating landscape really does give people with insecure attachment styles a lot more stress than they would have had if it was like the 1920s or the 1940s where those options weren't available. I do think that People with insecure attachment styles will struggle even more on the dating scene because of the overwhelming amount of options. Now, if we're securely attached and we think about all the options, we can approach it and say, wow, I have all these options, right? And I trust myself to navigate this well and to invest time with the right person. And I'm going to show up in ways that help me know fairly quickly if this is the right person for me or not. So with secure attachment, you can look at all the options and not feel so overwhelmed or feel so much pressure to get it right or be worrying about what you're missing out on because you have a much better self-trust and ability to be discerning in the investment of your energy. Okay. Did we like this episode? I hope we did. Short and sweet, but powerful. We went over the five reasons why someone would ghost. And we looked at it for, excuse me, I'm drinking my ginger tea over here. I'm in my herbal tea era. And I think I had some go down the wrong pipe there. But I want to just review this. We looked at the five 
reasons why someone would ghost. And we said from an anxious attachment lens, an avoidant attachment lens, lack of communication skills, conflict avoidance, and having all of these options and worrying that maybe you're settling or not with the right person. Okay, y'all, I appreciate you. As always, you guys are why I do what I do. I love this community so much. I can't believe we are at almost 4 million downloads on this podcast. Wow. If you've ever gotten value out of this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you go leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. That's one of the best ways people can find the show. So if you're a loyal listener and you haven't done that yet, no big deal. But please go take less than three minutes and do that now. You just go to Apple Podcasts, you find the show, I believe you scroll all the way down, and then you can just say leave a review. That would mean the world to me. And then that way more people will find it and we can help more people become securely attached. All right, y'all. I'm going to talk about ghosting part two. I'm going to talk about what to do when you've been ghosted, how to navigate it. And that's going to be very important for any of you who have experienced it or who are going through it. And that'll be the next episode. So ghosting part two. Okay. I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community. 